From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Tuesday the 26th of July 2022. Good afternoon. Today we'll be discussing some of the biggest stories, including a referendum in Tunisia and the return of Partygate. We'll also be answering today's big question, just what was the true cost of lockdown, as well as discussing the impact of the debt crisis. But first, Russia slashes gas deliveries to Europe. Again. Gazprom, Russia's state-owned energy giant, has announced that, from tomorrow, gas flows via the Nord Stream 1 pipeline will be cut in half, from an already lowered 40% of capacity to just 20%. Gazprom announced that the cut was due to technical conditions of the engine, leading the Ukrainian president to claim that Russia is now in an open gas war against a united Europe. European gas prices shot up after Gazprom's announcement with Europe's natural gas benchmark contract, the Dutch TFF, rising about €190 per megawatt hour, the highest since March. The move comes amid news that German business confidence had fallen to its lowest level for more than two years, the strongest indication to date that Europe's largest economy, and the economy most reliant on Russian gas, is on the brink of recession. Tunisians voted yesterday to approve a controversial new constitution proposed by President Kais Syed that hands the head of state near total power. More than 90% of those who voted supported the new constitution. However, turnout was less than 30% amid a boycott by the country's major political parties. Yesterday's vote was held exactly one year after President Syed dismissed the government and suspended parliament. Syed said the new constitution was necessary to end political deadlock and economic woes. He celebrated the result and proclaimed that Tunisia has entered a new phase. It was Tunisia's 2011 revolution and overthrowing of the dictator Ben Ali that sparked a wave of protests, uprisings and rebellions across the Arab world that became known as the Arab Spring. Only Tunisia's resolution resulted in a transition to democratic governance. But Syed's consolidation of power over the last year has raised fears that Tunisia might once again be heading towards autocracy. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Pope Francis has begun what he's described as a penitential pilgrimage across Canada, where he's apologised and begged forgiveness from Canada's indigenous communities for the Catholic Church's role in Canada's residential school system, under which some 150,000 indigenous children were taken from families and sent to state-funded schools, where abuse was rampant, designed to stamp out native culture and assimilate them into Christian society. An apology from the Vatican has long been sought by indigenous peoples. Movement from the church only really began last year, following the discovery of hundreds of unmarked graves at former residential schools. Pope Francis said, I humbly beg forgiveness for the evil committed by so many Christians against the indigenous peoples. Yesterday, the Metropolitan Police, the police force who investigated the parties at Downing Street during lockdown, 
admitted that they did not send questionnaires to Boris Johnson in regards to two events. A leaving event for the departing Director of Communications back in November 2020 and a second event in December of the same year. Fines were given out to other people in attendance at all of those events, but crucially the PM was not among those to receive one. The revelations come off the back of a judicial review brought by the Good Law Project. In the Met's full summary Grounds of Opposition, they note that questionnaires formed a useful part of the investigation, but if time spent at an event or the reason for a person's attendance was clear from other evidence available, there was little to be gained from a questionnaire. In any case, number 10 declined to comment. Moving to Zimbabwe, where, in a bid to tackle entrenched hyperinflation, gold coins have been launched as legal tender. The gold coins will, the Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe has said, have liquid asset status, allowing them to be converted into cash, traded on the local international market, and used for transactions. Before a coin can be traded for cash, however, the person must have held the coin for more than 180 days, or half a year. At launch, the coins, which have a purity of 22 carats, cost some £1,514 or $1,824. The move comes after the country was forced to scrap the Zimbabwe dollar in 2009, after inflation peaked at 231 million percent. Despite the Zimbabwe dollar being reintroduced in 2019, Zimbabweans have been reluctant to take up the currency once again, with most goods and services remaining priced in US dollars. That's all we have time for on YouTube today, but if you want more, including our discussion of just what the true cost of lockdown was and the impact of the debt crisis, then watch the extended edition of The Daily Briefing over on Nebula. Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also an extended edition of the show every single day, available to watch on Nebula or stream on your podcast app of choice. So if you want to support the channel and get a more extensive daily briefing every day, you'll want to sign up. And there's good news. Our friends at CuriosityStream, the streaming service which offers some of the best documentaries, is offering a deal whereby you can get both platforms, CuriosityStream and Nebula, for less than $15 a year. That's all the best documentaries you could want on CuriosityStream and then more TLDR on Nebula, including the extended briefing, other full exclusive TLDR videos, and it's always ad-free. Click the link below to get both services for less than $15 a year and support the channel.